Hi guys, it's Lou. Hands up if you're sometimes guilty of being your own worst enemy. Is there a voice inside that tells you, you're silly for trying, you're not good enough, how can you make a difference? Well, you're not alone. Today on The Purpose Patch, Sal and I pay closer attention to that voice in our head and what we're actually saying to ourselves. Self-confidence and making progress towards your goals is not always straightforward or easy, no matter how many inspirational memes you read on Instagram these days. We think you need to celebrate the moments, those seemingly small steps that move you forward and help you gain momentum. Finally, we hope you're enjoying The Purpose Patch And if so, we'd be ever so grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Five stars, of course. Thanks for listening. Welcome to The Purpose Patch, where our intention is to help you grow a life you love. Join us on our adventures as we discover the fun and joy in taking action. Hosted by Sal Mack and Lou Spargo, two ex-corporate slaves who've decided life is worth a bigger roll of the dice. Each episode will put the theories to the test with practical actions you can follow too. What could possibly go wrong? Hello everybody, it's a Sunday morning, I'm back here with my pal Sal. Just had chocolate cake for breakfast. We weren't going to tell people that. <laughs> Things are looking good. Sal made a chocolate cake last night, which was, I don't think I've had a chocolate cake like that since I was a little kid. Yeah, well, it was covered in every single lolly you could ever imagine. So So we had this morning, you know, coffee, you had some muesli, very healthy and responsible. It started out well. It did start out well, like most things we do, Sal. They (laughs) tend to go a bit pear-shaped. And then you look at me and you're like, hey, Lou, how about a bit of chocolate cake? And I thought... That sounds like a smashing idea. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. I have had ice cream for breakfast once too. Probably not since I was 15 though, but yeah. anyway. And do you know what, Sal? It's I given actually, us energy. I actually feel really good. Yeah, I feel great. Yeah. I feel good about that <laughs> life choice. <laughs> so look, sometimes life isn't perfect. Well, that's good to good. go. That's a good point on the back of our last topic, perfectionism. Actually, that's a very good segue. I didn't even oh. see what I was doing there. Oh, please. This yes, is because we're becoming podcasting uh, <laughs> experts. We just naturally... The flow. In today's episode, we want to talk more about this idea of backing yourself and what it takes to actually keep taking the action that you need to create the momentum to actually mm. get somewhere yeah. With, yeah. with things. But look... To be honest, um, and not to blow our own trumpets too much, I, I feel that there's some there's some wins on the board. It's not all terrible. Oh, yeah. These, I think we're both feeling quite good. So in terms of things that have just started to roll a bit, I've had this thing lately, which is not like me at all, where I felt the need to engage with people that I've been following on other podcasts or one in particular who I practically stalk them. Um, Hello, the high low. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely listening. And <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if they're like, got to catch the purpose batch? Yeah. <laughs> they're number one on iTunes now, so I don't think they're listening. They better look out. Not for long, Sal. I'll give you a little example. Yeah. So I was listening to one of their episodes and I wait for them every week. I really enjoy their show. And... I I just thought they were having a tough time because they'd had some really harsh feedback from some of their listeners. Mm. And I just thought, God, that's really shit to be made to feel. They're just trying as hard as they can to stimulate interesting conversation, right? Mm. 
And they're not professing to be experts of any sort. And anyway, they had these people giving them <laughs> hell and just being quite unfair. And anyway, I just remembered this quote, which um, Brene Brown, the quite famous researcher and author, always says, which is, it's a Teddy Roosevelt quote. And it's basically, if you're not in the arena, if you're not putting yourself out there, if you're not putting it all on the line and really making yourself vulnerable, then your opinion really doesn't count. So it's all about reframing whenever you get this criticism because there's so many armchair critics these days. The critic in yourself. Oh, and the critic in yourself. And so I sent them this quote. I sent them this email with this quote saying, basically, chin up, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they could use a pep talk from me. And in the past, I honestly would have thought, who gives a shit what I think? The inner critic would have said, no one will ever read this email. They must get a million emails. They couldn't care less. And then the next day, one of these women put it up on their Instagram. And Lou knows that I was beside well, myself. Well, I saw it. And I was so excited for you. I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So they basically said a listener called Sally shared this quote. And thank you to her for doing that because it's pepped us up a bit. And I just thought, God, that's so energising for me to feel like I've connected with these people I really admire. I'm Mm. part of the conversation. It was just kind of awesome. And then another thing was along similar lines. (laughs) I watched this awesome documentary called All Red on Netflix. It's about this incredible you know, ultimate feminist lawyer called Gloria Allred. Mm. She's done amazing things for women. And you should check it out on Netflix if you haven't. And after it, I just thought, God, our generation owes such a debt of gratitude to women of, of her generation for what they've endured in standing up for women's rights. And so I sent her an email just saying, just for your documentary, she's so, so inspiring. There's so much more work to do. I didn't realise it until quite recently, et cetera, et cetera. And she replied as well. And you just go, oh, it's just, I just have loved that. What's so I the, think it's... What's the opposite of troll, but like positive? I'm going to, I oh, think yes. we need to give you like a, a name. You were like, like <laughs> in a good way, you're kind of like that, that person that just... I don't know, it's some yeah. kind of fairy. Yeah, I think you're like yeah. a fairy. We sh- and it should be yeah. encouraged. There should be more. Hopefully they're Friendly all fairies. Hopefully they're all emailing Friendly a purpose fairies. patch soon. Just totally. With- but it's really weird, isn't it? Because those, it sounds quite silly or you could think it's a waste of time mm. or whatever, but it's, it's really made me realise that you do, we all have this voice and if you really believe something and you share it with this great intention you can become part of a bigger conversation. Well, the one I really like that I've been following recently, I know you've seen her documentary, Embrace, is Taryn Brumfit, who Mm. has just... She posted this incredible photo, the before and after photo. I think it was a few years ago now. I'm sure a lot of people have seen it. But she was a mum who decided to get herself really fit and did what a lot of people probably do and kill themselves on diets and exercise. And basically she had a – her before photo was her, you know, super fit in competition, fitness competition mode. She was a bodybuilder. Yeah, bodybuilder. And then the after shot was this beautiful photo of her – 
still in ama- in amazing shape, but no. But it was it was the opposite of to what, what you expect. Be, is normally, yeah. but she looked. She just looked normal. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the and point. all about embracing who you are, yeah. positive body image, and she is doing such an incredible job spreading that message now with her programs and the documentary. And well, just, that documentary was great. You can yeah. get it on iTunes. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, really worth seeing. So yeah. I don't know, and I and I feel like her story as well. She had no idea when she first posted that photo what that would do and yep. the how yep. viral Exploded. that would go. Yeah. But also too, I heard her being interviewed the other the other day. It was I think it was Mia Friedman on her podcast. I've seen her on a few things, Taryn, but it's kind of one of those things that has just gained momentum. Yeah. And that's kind of taken her by surprise and, and now she's been over in the States, all around the world, spreading this positive body image message. Yeah, it's brilliant. And I follow her on Instagram and even just whenever I see her photos, she's always doing like crazy dances or she's just yeah. looks so full of life and energy. And, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And, yeah, you're right. That all started from her putting up one photo. Yeah. Yeah, but this is why these seemingly small, silly emails or whatever or Instagram comments have had this massive impact on me, Mm. which is really surprising. Mm. Because I would have thought in the past, I would have thought, oh, that's really kind of trite. Why would you do that? Mm. Why would you email like a fangirl? Well, you've got to (laughs) celebrate the small wins. I think often we don't because we sort of – carve off a big project or we don't break things down enough to really get excited about the small bits and the, the little the little wins and the, and the things on the board maybe. yeah that the help you find the, the way energizers mm. and the yeah so how have you been going what's well good yeah as, as I was saying I I don't I'm not in a pit of despair it's not that I'm very often in a pit of despair we're on boxing day I was on Boxing Day. No, but I feel the same. Like I'm kind of working on something at the minute which is is busy and taking me out of my comfort zone a bit because it's all new. Because you've moved into this new TV production job. Mm. So when you're asked to do things that are not what you're used to, Mm. how are you dealing with that now? We did at the start of this whole podcast project, we did an episode on values and I, I identified one which was sort of growth and that I really valued Mm. pushing myself and acknowledge that's an important part of getting better and success. So I think when things are difficult, it's identifying that in the moment, which in itself can sometimes be a challenge, but then also just taking the pressure off yourself because you are doing something for the first time and being your friend in that moment and going, you know what, I'm going to give this a go and just, Mm -hmm. to be honest, I just CC my boss all the time. So if I've (laughs) said something wrong. still on him. I see. Right. Deflect the uh, deflect the responsibility. Even though he doesn't really sound like he reads a lot of his emails. <laughs> Read some of them. <laughs> Might be a failing strategy. Oh. So Sal, we need a challenge for this month. What are we going to do? I think for me it's around uh, being more conscious of what uh, the tapes in your head are playing. So awareness again. Yeah, definitely <laughs> awareness. Oh, shit. It's always it's a, about it's awareness. awareness. It is awareness. I feel like, do we get to become a Buddhist monk at the end of this? I think so. I feel like all paths lead back to this. Uh, yeah, I think I'm often not, definitely not conscious of what stops me from doing stuff. Mm. And I don't realise there's this other entity that can take over. Yeah. It's quite unconscious. So maybe just, I, I need to maybe write that out a bit. Well, I think people will all have, I think most people would identify with this when we say the inner critic. Yeah. Because we all know that voice. 
for some of us, it's louder than it's others. It's a troll. So, yeah, it's a troll. Um, it's a troll and a mole. Yeah. And identifying when that's showing up and, and what it's saying Yeah, probably the first step, isn't it? And kind of, I, I think it's similar to the, what we said in perfectionism with the fear. It is. It must be fear-related. Mm. But maybe getting more specific on what it's saying. Yeah. So that you can hear it and and kind of go, oh, that again. Mm. Well, no, I'm ignoring that and I'm going to press on. Yeah. Well, I think that sounds good, Sal. Let's wrap this up and let's go and get some more chocolate cake. Definitely. <laughs> See you soon, everyone. Back for part two of episode five. Hello. Identifying that voice in our head, Sal. How'd you go? A good. I mean, it hasn't gone away. It's still there, no, but... No. It's like a body invader. I don't think it's ever going to go away. Well, it's actually funny, though, that we're doing this topic because, I mean, I've got an example of my inner critic, but I was at this event and the other week they did an exercise. So Claire Bowditch was a guest speaker and she did this... I um, love her. Yeah, she's awesome. Did this presentation and she talked specifically about the inner critic Mm. and how that's shown up in her career over the years and how she's had to find a way to deal with the inner critic. Mm -hmm. But she talked about naming her inner critic, which I really loved. As a person. Yeah, so I gave it to a bit like how Liz Gilbert says make friends with fear. So we're going into schizophrenia now. Yeah, definitely. So the split personality. Just to be clear. But she calls, so Claire Bowditch has called her inner critic Frank. Frank? Yeah, she puts Frank in the corner. So... Nobody puts baby in the corner. So the key is, I think, she said picking a name. It's interesting she called a man. Yeah. Well, yeah. That is interesting. Hmm. But she thinks you need to pick a name that is not someone in your life already. So, you know, if you've got a John in your life, if you've got a a Sally in your life. Like, I wouldn't call my inner critic Sally. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I'm not sure we could be friends. That was a good. Um, I mean, I, mean you, I have had people name dogs after me, but you do criticize you do criticize me in a constructive way often. But I wouldn't say what well, you're my critic. Yeah, I do it with love. You do do it with love. Mm. So I, I thought that was really interesting that she does that, and again, it just helps her say, "Hey, Frank, <laughs> not helpful. Get in the corner." <laughs> that is hilarious. So you've named yours. <laughs> Well, this is funny because I did do some writing on the weekend and, and this, this, this partly came up because I was just, yeah, the act of writing, whether or not this ever makes it to my show, but I, I played with the idea mm-hmm. of starting uh, a cabaret show yep. with this voiceover that comes that the audience hear before anyone's even on the stage Okay, and it's the voice of my inner critic. <laughs> I love it. And okay. her name she's is. She's been let loose. Yeah, her, she's been let loose. <laughs> and her name is Margot. <laughs> Margot Spargo. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so oh. I. Yeah, so look, I actually, in a wow. fun way, I in a fun way gave my inner, inner critic a personality too and a name. <laughs> and I let her live a bit and I wrote about her. So that was, I guess, bringing my That's inner critic to the fore. But amazing. She had, a, she had a voice too, you know. Yeah. I then had she to had her own with, voice. Yeah. Attention shoppers, with a short, hypermobile, narcissistic blonde appearing in her own one woman cabaret show, please report to the stage. <laughs> Your audience look bored. <laughs> so I won't keep going. But oh, you know, I think we need a bit more. Come on. No. Um, oh, it was just you know, 
No, I'm not going to do any more because it might, it might make it, I'm getting okay. embarrassed. Okay, yeah. but that's good. You gave her a voice. I gave her a voice. You I gave, gave her a ridiculous sound. name. Yeah, yeah. But look, I'm, I apologise to any Margaret Spargos out there listening. I'm sure, there's a host of them. Well, they could. You know, mm. they're like, oh, my seventh cousin is doing a cabaret show. I better listen. Yeah, that's and now right. there's a Margaret Spargo out there disappointed <laughs> that I've made fun of her name. So basically, Margot's not very nice. She just likes to tear you down. Mm. So that was, well, that's cool that came up at the event. Well, yeah, so, but actually on the way to that event, so example of the inner critic on the, so this this was an event I did on the weekend that was awesome, Business Boobs and Bubbles, shout out to title. all the, yeah, shout out to Kate Adkins who put that whole event together, it was amazing and had this incredible group of women who all came down um, to Inverloch and we had um, a day program of all these amazing speakers. And you were MC, right? I was just, before it, I'd had a really busy week, but I wanted to know a bit about everyone who was presenting and there were some Q&A sessions, so I felt like I needed to know enough yeah. about them and, and a bit of an idea of, of, yeah, the the kind of questions I wanted to ask them. And I remember on the way down there, it was an early start down in Gippsland and I was driving down from Melbourne in the morning and I was in my car. And you've had a big week at work. I had a big week at work. I'd been away in Brisbane on this conference and hadn't slept well, if you know, I'm just making mm. excuses. But I was driving down and I thought, oh, in 24 hours I'll be so relieved this is all over. Yeah. Why do I put myself through this? Yeah. And it was just fear and I caught my – and I was saying I couldn't – I haven't done enough preparation. I'm really worried about this section of the day. How's all that going to go down? And I caught myself and I thought, don't say that because if you're saying I just want this day to be over, mm. I'm not going to enjoy any of it. Yeah. And, and you won't, you can't do your best work. You can't do your best work. And I think so much about those sort of events and the role that I'm required to do in them is actually about being in the moment because always yeah, with events. You have to respond. Yeah, things change all the time and you actually need to just be a little bit impromptu with how you approach them. So I actually caught myself and said, don't do that because this is what you – you have a day job, but you also love this stuff. This mm. is actually what gives me energy and what, I, what I'm working really hard to try and build and grow more of mm. and just wishing away mm. the actual experience of doing it mm. is not productive for you. Mm. So I did. I took a few deep breaths and, of course, once I got had down there... Had a few there, coffees. Had a few coffees. <laughs> Life is better a after a coffee. Cake. Yeah. yeah. And once I got there, I had the best time yeah you and looked it yeah the, you just you just get out photo, of your way you, you looked just, it you yeah looked i looked like happy. you were shining and radiant and you looked amazing thanks so. well, it was just joyful it was hard yeah. not to have a good time and so i think even when things are scary and even when you're doing something that like that is it was a big day it was took a bit of energy and it was not easy all the time but yeah I loved doing it and it was fine I actually knew more than I thought I did mm. and could cope with it better than what I was thinking and didn't you also in addition to the Claire Bowditch in a critic piece oh yeah yep. didn't you also have a bit of an aha our patron saint Oprah moment oh well, I, I did I actually love listening to Claire Bowditch chat and she was talking about her career and the success in her career mm-hmm. and she's had a really varied I mean she's an amazing singer-songwriter she's worked in radio she's had an acting role and offspring despite never having acting roles and she said she's been given opportunities I don't know if I'm paraphrasing here but I'm she said I've given a shit about other people Mm. and so people care about me I'm totally probably paraphrasing that I don't know if she actually swore but I like how she looked at it she said you know it's important to 
yeah, care and give attention to others because, and I like that because it means it's not always about you. You can actually put your energy into something greater. Mm. Yeah. In the pursuit of helping others and doing things for them, really nice things come your way. And that was my experience. So that almost gives you permission to, because I think that's what you struggle with, isn't it? My ego and yeah, I'm there's just a being discomfort. Yeah, there's a discomfort. Yeah. And this weekend was so about, like, I loved actually meeting the women and hearing their stories. And, like, they had amazing vendors at this thing. And, and like, the event organizer herself, Kate, was incredible. So I just loved hearing about her. And in having all those wonderful experiences, which mm. had nothing to do with me, I made some really wonderful connections and I could actually do what I love doing without the self-conscious it's yeah. all about me yeah. feeling, yeah. which was really nice. So it gave me a way to enjoy. aligned with what you actually believe and yeah. well, feel I, good in. Yeah, and I think that whole thing when she said you've got to give a shit about other people, I mean, it's got to be authentic. Like you can't just go, oh, okay, I'm going to send someone a message. Yeah, you can't do it if you're going to be resentful. We no. were discussing this. Like if you're going to agree to do any kind of project or... Even if you're going to agree to do something at work to help someone else, it does have to be from a good, solid place place where you're not going to resent it. Because mm. I, I think that's quite mm. dangerous when you just sacrifice yourself continually. Mm. It was a really that's awesome. great weekend. So, so you said bye to Margot Spargo. Margot Spargo was just not allowed. Yeah, she wasn't allowed in for long. That must have helped. She had to stay outside the tent. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been pissed I, I about kind that. of am a bit affectionate about Margot. She's just a sad little... She's a battler. She's a battler. And Sal, you too, I mean, you've had a really exciting couple of weeks and we can't... I know yeah. it's not the outcome is not entirely resolved yet, but a really, really positive steps in the right direction. Yeah. So I think on the job piece, people will be relieved to know that I'm now earning money again. I know I am. <laughs> but it was interesting because when I quit my last job, a lot of people were very naysay about it and there was a lot of this, well, you'll never get out of this legal sector, you have to stay in it, you, it's, it's what you know and that's your background and you kind of, that's it. And I was adamant that I would not be going back into that. So I did a few things in between that allowed me to, like I did the internship at the health retreat that we talked about last time, which was cost neutral. I also got a job at a chocolate shop, which people may not be. I'm devastated you didn't take that. I know. (laughs) And I ended up not taking it because then I did find another job with this awesome urban design company that was just really short term. So it's only for a couple of months. And that in itself, like not back in law firms, it's a big step for you. It was awesome. Yeah. And they're really great. They're all about connecting communities. That's their mission statement. So although it's corporate, Mm. It's not, it's not the same type of corporate and I can much more easily connect with it and it's a great kind of in-between thing. Mm. But then the bigger story is that during this time, so in about four months ago or so, mm. I applied for this job at this place that is all about... Organisation X, we're Organisation X. That is all about developing emotional intelligence mm. and the role, which I would just be in absolute heaven. Well, you message me and you're like... Oh, my gosh, Lou, I have seen a job ad for my dream job. Yeah. And so the the inner critic, uh, who I've not actually given a a name to. Well, you might might need to to think of one, Sal. It might be Nancy or something. Um, Tegan? I'll have a think. So the inner critic, when I found this job on a random job site, said, 
who's going to get this application? You know, there must be hundreds of people. Yours will just get lost. You've got no experience in this. It went on, right? And then I thought... Isn't it funny how we discount ourselves with those excuses? Oh, just immediately. Immediately. And you just... So then I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to apply. So I did. And then I was... I actually put a lot into this. You know, when you do job applications, Mm. most of the time you think, I don't even really want this job. So whatever. yeah. Yeah. And with this, I really thought about it. I included my blog on it. So I made myself quite vulnerable. Did you say you're also a podcaster? Oh, well, no, I haven't oh. haven't let that one out of the bag yet. <laughs> might might jeopardise the chances. <laughs> Keep it on the downline for longer. now. So anyway, I didn't hear anything. And in the meantime, the health retreat thing came up. And I, the part of me thought, I so want to work at this organisation. I've never wanted to work somewhere more. Maybe I should just say no to the health retreat thing so I stay just in, in Sydney. Case. Just in case I'm mm. around. And then I, I thought... I thought, no, that's silly because then I'll get all control freak and... Well, imagine if you didn't get an interview and then yeah, you were... Yeah, and you were, panicked. And, and then you would have given up the other Yeah, experience. exactly. Yeah. So I went and did the health retreat, didn't hear back from this organisation and then it took about four months for them to... That's crazy. For them to call me. Organisation X, shame yeah, on you. No, no. well, <laughs> they, did, they did give an update saying, yeah. look, we're looking at things but... Things have come up and they're a really small, not-for-profit type company. And so So I think the thing is I'd let it go. I'd kind of thought, well, I know that I'm going to get to that place eventually. So I can't control that. I've now got this other contract at this great company who's really great to work with. It's fine. And that's when they called, of course. Of course. It's just like when you, you know, it's like men. You don't meet any and then you meet two you like. So... That's so never that happened to, really me happen to me ever. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen to me either. Anyway, the point is, it they called, and so I've had one interview, and I've now got the second one this week. Amazing! But I can I just ah. Oh. But I think that's the thing. Even if clap. I don't get the job, they still considered me. Yeah, incredible. So of it has given me this confidence now that I can get these. Very. This would be the absolute yeah. polar opposite to any job I've ever. And done. the thi- and I and I think what the the more valuable thing from all of this is, what you're kind of learning and you know, you now have the confidence to to know and feel, is that if this doesn't come off, you wouldn't hesitate no, to I'm go for something similar. And the inroads, yep. you know, it's it's often not like the linear A to B path. Like sometimes even if there is a bit of a oh, I don't think it can be the linear. I mean. Even on, I just think I had to really be become clear and confident on what my transferable skills, skills. were. So anyway, it's progress. Yeah, it's really progress. exciting. So we're going to get an update next month, Sal, on whether you got yes, the job. Yes, we are. And I hope it's the outcome. But I also, I have that hope without the control. So we'll see. Very good. All right. Well, that's a bit of a positive end to uh, this month. It is. We'll see you soon, everybody. Bye.